Before we get into your your uh, schedule that you guys are playing for the prelims, what you think about it? Um, what do you think about the layout? Um, I'm th- sure there's a lot of people and teams out there, players wondering what the pro coaches are thinking about this layout as far as what they, you know, what, what their team should do on this layout. Well, it looks to me like it's, people are going to have a really hard time making it out to the snake side at all. You think so? I think it's going to be boring over there. No, man. I mean, I everything's little over there, and. I don't know, look at the way, like, look at the overhead and the three-dimensional one, and it's like, I, I, I don't know, I think that, because we we've said that before, but people still make it to the snake, you know? I don't know. I, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't. Because you're telling me that that little jump over from the, on the snake side to the Aztec, like the god, the bunker right behind the snake, from the race bunker, I mean, that shouldn't be too tough. And then it's like, you know, a lot of guys are, I don't know, maybe off the break, but I could see a lot of guys filtering and secondarying over there. Yeah, but that's going to be even harder with that can there. Oh, up in the center? Yeah, because if what's going to happen is it's going to get harder, just like every tournament. It gets harder and harder to make it outside. And mm-hmm. with things like that, giant things that block you out from the center while you go up to it, and then the guy that goes to that race thing can't run there standing up the whole time. I mean, uh, so it's like he... Yeah. Yeah, but those pins kind of block out that lane. I mean, if you run deep a little bit and dive in past the the Aztec and then crawl in. I yeah, know. I think it's gonna be hard. And we don't know until we yeah, you're gonna find uh, out this weekend. Yeah. So, well, no, I just feel like that other side is so much safer. There's a lot of the Dorito side. Yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, when you guys are. Because I think this is something people would want to know. I mean, when you guys go out, when you first get the layout and then you walk out to practice, uh, what sort of breakout do you normally start with just to kind of test the waters? I mean, do you have typical things that you do as far as that's concerned, or um, does it change? That's No. I, what I usually do is I, I've realized over the years that it, you never really know until you see it. So... I mean, once you stand on the field and look at these things, they're always different, than, and every field's a little different anyways. So what I always do is I let everyone do what they want for the first third or half the day. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of let everyone go do what they want, and then they get to try different spots, and they get to practice different spots. And then I, I mainly just watch. To see how everyone's playing and what's working. And then I kind of learn what... what. And this is the first day you're saying. So you're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. you guys so, just, just, go, just play jazz with it, do whatever you want. No big deal. So basically, yeah, the first, you know, there's two, We you have two serious weekends of, of field layout practice. And what I do that, that first weekend of the first half of the day, usually I just let everyone do what they want. And then sometimes they there's guys like A-Rod that experiment and then they're not like penalized. I, I don't know what, what the right word for it is, but he'll be like, he'll want to do this crazy thing like he would be like i'm gonna make it to their you know tall aztec off the break i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) so but like but you don't know if you don't try it so uh you know so that gives you opportunities to do things like that and um you know so and it lets people and it makes people happy because they get to go try the things they want to do and then they can kind of find the spots that they like better so yeah so, and you found that that works, just kind of letting them get out there, be creative, don't really penalize them for getting shot a little bit too much. Yeah, because I don't, because they don't, I mean, 
Because that's a little bit different, I think. A lot of guys might be like, all right, we're going to try plays one through five and see if they work, and we need to know if I can make the snake off the no, break. No, see, and, see that, uh, doesn't, that doesn't ever work because the other team you're playing the first weekend has no idea what they're doing either. <laughs> so it's like... It doesn't matter. You could have all the plays you want, and it doesn't make any difference because they don't. The other team doesn't know what they're doing either. So, mm-hmm. and they're they're learning just like you're learning. So it's those that first half of the day. It's just you learning spots and shots from different things and where you can stand out in the open and shoot at people. Like it's it's not. It's just learning. It's not like it's not teamwork learning yet. I mm-hmm. think that. So yeah. that's my opinion. Uh, yeah, I've tried to do, like, uh, when I first started coaching, I tried to do, like, set up plays and had, it, like, emailed them to everyone and stuff like that. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, man, you can't even shoot that way from here. Like, you know, so it's just like, I, yeah. So, I don't know. Who would you say is the most creative guy on your team out there? Like, if there weren't ever, if there were not game plans, if it was just straight street ball status out there, and it was just like, all right, let's just go and play. Let's just go, um, let's just go play. Who's the most like creative guy on the Ironman right now? I think that would be A Rod, because he, he'll go anywhere. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't care about getting shot. He doesn't. As long as he gets to shoot at someone, it's fine. So, but the rest of the, because he likes doing middle stuff, like you know, up the center kind of stuff. And most, a lot of players really don't like that, because <laughs> there's too many variables going on, and it's really hard to. I used to love going up the center. Yeah, you can make you well. They're going to make people pay the toll. But some of the greatest, you know, I remember playing against Aftershock one point, the first year of the NXL, and I had the, one of those miraculous run throughs where you know you run up and you shoot the two guys going out wide, and you're like, well, I'm just going to keep going, and then shoot yeah. the other three guys. So I shot all five guys in one point because you can find that in the middle every now and then. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about the middle on this field? Um, well, those two, the two tall things make that interesting. Because a lot of the times there hasn't been that or they've been farther wider or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, that helps you be able to run at that thing and actually block yourself out from a different guy, especially that can on the snake side. Just because it's close. I think it's closer. Yeah, definitely closer. Mm-hmm. So so that, can, that lets you, you know, you can go to that can and then change your mind on the way there if you want to go all the way or stop at the can it gives you a lot of options depending on the variables that the other team does yeah i wonder how playable the pins are going to be on that snake side too um i don't know actually it kind of depends on how hard it is to make it out to those wide ones if it's as hard as i think it's going to be then you could probably play those pins because because they're going to be shooting wider than that and that pin shot is not wide at all yeah, I don't know. From that, from the back center though, it just doesn't really look to me that the guys have that great of a lane on the snake. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lane there you got to run through, but it doesn't look like it's super wide open because, and again, it's going to be tough to tell until you until we actually get out there and we look at it. But and maybe the taller guys is going to be a little bit easier, but the pins look to be pretty much set up to block that first shot as the guy glides either into the snake. Uh, the very first, you know, into Snake One, or even the God Bunker, the bunker right behind the Snake Two, the little mini Aztec, that also is pretty blocked off as well, at least from the back center. Um, but guys, you know, getting out wide and then picking that lane up, I think that might be the move. Like get a guy well, I think wide you, quick. I think you can take like, uh, I don't know how many steps it'll be, but it'll be like one or two steps out, and then you can use that can to block yourself from anybody like. 
mm-hmm. running and gunning to the, the race thing. Mm-hmm. And that guy can stand there and shoot at that god cut all day. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's going to start... Well, what's going to... What I, what I imagine will happen is it'll get hard to go out there. So people will start coming to this Dorito side and shooting back into the back middle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would probably do. And you can also use this Dorito side to shoot the snake side off the break because I think it's safer. Which which bunker, though? Just the first Dorito out, the insert bunker? No, don't even go there. Just, like, two steps out and you shoot the snake way. Because yeah. cut, those cuts get wider. Well, I'll tell you what, man. With it, Snake players always have a hard time because everyone always looks at the snake and everyone's always focused on the snake and then... You know, it's not a big surprise that a lot of the, the top-ranked guys this year on the stat boards have been Dorito players. You know, like Marcelo is high-ranked, and or, I'm sorry, he's, he is the highest-ranked guy right now, you know, and he's been dominating on that Dorito side of the field. I don't know, what do you think about that? Um, I, I think that makes sense to me because a lot of times uh, team smarter players play over there because there's no coach, so you need guys that can play on their own and players most Dorito players should be like that mm-hmm. so and then how, how do you feel about the Dorito side do you like the Dorito side yeah and look at your lineup that you have on the Dorito side and I know how you coach it's all about hey you guys earn your spot every single tournament but Ryan Martin and and Justin Swartz have been playing some really good paintball for you guys this year yeah so I mean, I mean, Ryan Martin's your third highest ranked guy, and, and LJ is your your fifth. Yeah, I mean that 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 those two, and then uh, like last tournament, Kyle played over there, and then Scott played over there a bit too, and then Rainy kind of sometimes goes that way also. So, but I kind of move people around because I feel like if you snake players tend to get. Uh, in ruts if you leave them over there too long Mm -hmm. like i felt brandon was like that last year he was just tired of playing the snake for eight years in a row and or even like like mouse this year yeah like who went to from tamp from uh dynasty over to tampa bay yeah before the world cup which is going to strengthen tampa bay's lineup but you know he's been in a rut this year i mean if you watch the hot seat um he was pretty brutally honest with himself. He's like, man, if I give myself a grade for this year, I'm going to give myself a D. Yeah. I'm not even passing right now. Yeah, but I mean... Do you think that's a rut issue for him? Uh, no. Well, I think it's a combination of things. It might be that, but it might be also, I mean, the whole... With Dynasty and the people playing behind him, too, make a world of difference. So if they're not helping as much as they should, or if... I mean, the whole team didn't play well until just recently, so... I mean, I would have to say, like, that's the whole team thing. Like, you can't... Yeah, I mean, I, and he, you know, I, I wouldn't put it all on Mouse. Yeah. But uh, but some of those guys were, like, Ryanson had a good year. Yosha's had a good year. Uh, but he's on the snake side, and that's... But that first guy in the snake, man, that's that's an anchor. It, so much is on that one particular guy's play. If you think about it, you know, I mean, that, if that guy sucks for a day... You're going to have a tough time, because if, you're, if your guy in the snake's struggling, and the other team's first guy in the snake is not struggling yeah okay well that means not only do you have to you're losing one guy so that's pretty hard not only that but it's the snake so now you have to try to fight back on that side and the other guy's getting in there and staying alive like it's that's i think that's the hardest position in paintball you know it's it's really tough to be it's hard to be very consistent on that spot just because 
I think you have to be very forgetful when you play over there and not worry about the couple of times you get shot off the break or whatever, because it's going to happen. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like any of these spots, like you're going to get shot off the break. And if you don't, you're not going far enough, mm-hmm. like, or you're not trying things differently. So I don't know. I mean, it depends though. Like I, I kind of think, I don't think the hardest, that's the hardest spot to play though. Well, if you count pressure, the amount of guns that are on you, and focus, I mean, everyone's always focused on the snake, typically speaking. I know it depends on the layout, but, you know, and then that's a pretty important spot. There's going to be a lot of guns on you, so you got to think. I mean, what would you say would be a harder spot to play? I mean, insert typically is always a harder spot to play because you have to deal with more variables. Because once you get in, I mean, if you're a good snake player... Yeah, there's not really that many variables. For no, you. you go forward. Yeah, you go forward and you need to attack. <laughs> yeah. You just know your cross-field shots. You don't worry about anything behind you. Yeah, and if a guy gets in front of you, you go bunkers a guy. Bunker, yeah. bunker him out. So, but I'm just saying that mentally, knowing, I think it's tough to get to looking at it that way. And because there is, you know, you're getting shot at by everybody. Everyone's yeah. worried about you. Everyone's trying to shoot you off the break. And I think that that really, a lot of, that affects a lot of guys. And I think that's why you see a lot of guys that don't, like, tope. Great Saturdays and, and Friday or, uh, in the prelims. He's not really thinking much. It looks like out there, you know. He's just like cannonballing down the field. He's athletic. He's aggressive. He's obviously naturally talented. He's also been playing paintball. I found out since he was like eleven or something, like all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's eighteen now. But I mean, he's been grinding for like six years to get better. And uh, but then you hit Sunday, and it's there's a little bit more pressure on him. I don't I don't know him well enough to know if that's what it is or if. You know, I, I don't know, but I just I think that, that the pressure at least for the snake one player could get in some guys' heads. But you're right, like technically speaking, no, it's not the hardest spot. Not at all. No, like it's I mean pretty simple. Like the way I look at it, like during paintball points, the choose your own adventure for the snake player is <laughs> one or two things. It's like go to the next bunker. Shoot across, no, go to the next bunker. <laughs> Shoot across, no, go to the next bunker. That's all it is. Back center guy, his is way, you know, the that. Well, and another thing, I mean, we're back guys. I, dude, we spend so much of your time locked in gunfights, holding lanes down. I mean, it's a high-risk spot. And, and also a lot with the insert guys, too. And the insert guys, you know, being that, too, it, it's, it's tough because... That's why you see the really experienced players play there a lot because, uh, you know, or quote unquote, the like best guy on the team a lot of times is that too, because he has to make pretty crucial decisions. Like, when do I fill? Am I going to, who am I going to shoot at? Like, there's a lot more to, do I have to bump back? What's happening on the other side of the field? If you're a snake one guy, half the time, and you should be, you should have total field awareness and be communicating. But it's harder to have field awareness when you're laying down. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Getting shot at by everybody. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting layout, man. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how well people are going to be. I, I don't, I, I don't think people are going to get torn up too much on the snake side off the break. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, it, it all comes down to when you actually get out there and start shooting paintballs at each other. If those lanes that we were looking at on the 3D model um, are yeah. actually there or not. Yeah, and I always feel like these pins look way too big on these models. They're <laughs> never that big. The pins are never that big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, they look like almost as big as those cans. They, I'm just, they're not. So, how do you feel about your prelim schedule? Yeah. Uh, I think it's complete crap. Yeah, I think it's completely stupid that we play the. What are we ranked fourth? I think we're ranked fourth, right? Yeah. 
And then what is damage ranked? Second? Uh, damage is ranked second. They are tied with Infamous. You guys are ranked fourth. Uh, you guys are 10 points. He is first. They're 10 points behind Damage and, uh, and Infamous, and Heat's ranked first. They got you guys by... Quite a bit, probably. Yeah, 58 points. Yeah. Well, I think it's stupid that we play the whole year, and the whole year we've played basically how it's worked. I realize that there's brackets and whatever like that, but it's dumb. So we're in the fourth spot, and then we still have to play a team above us, and we did not do that the whole year because that's how it worked. So but with it, the two additional teams coming in, it, it threw a monkey wrench in there. But hey, man, I don't know the way I look at it. Like I, I you got a, you got an argument there, but well, I just it's I mean, up, why don't they just do it by alphabetical order then? Like because so it doesn't matter. To play damage or what? No, I, I just uh, like there's no reason being fourth. It makes no difference. It really doesn't. Like, you know. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like otherwise, what's the point? Why don't we just start over again at every tournament? Like. That's kind of how I look at it anyway, though. Yeah, oh, I, that's how it ends up being. But at the same time, like, I mean, you I, should be rewarded for doing well during the year. Just, yeah, like, but, just like every other sport no, I, where you get home field advantage. I get that. I, but there is really no home field advantage in paintball. Well, yes, but that's, that's what it translates to yeah. is you get to play lower-ranked teams. That's your home field advantage. But I don't know. I mean, it's... For me, at least, like it's boring as hell when a you know a lower division team or a, a lower team is getting their, their break speed off them, get their ass stomped down by a really good team. Like that's really boring. So I look at it, I'm like, yeah, make the army play damage. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with what teams we play. Like, and there's like teams like Impact that are you know obviously they've played. PSP before and they're not new to this and they do well. They have pretty much the same roster they did for. Yeah, it hasn't years really it hasn't really changed anything and they're a good team. So uh, like you know they're not they're not what I, what is there the thirteenth ranked team or whatever it is like you well, know they are technically heading in. But, yeah, but you know, they're realistically if yeah you know I mean but that's that's what sucks about you know you know I hope Impact plays the league next year because yeah. this is the big league this is big league paintball. If you're a good team, you should be playing in the PSP because that's where all the best teams play. <coughs> yes. Everyone knows that. It's not even like we're, you know, I mean, it, it's big league paintball. But so, but the thing is, is that I look at your, your, especially that, I think that 187 game is going to be interesting. They beat you guys this year already. Yeah. They, they beat your ass. They beat your ass. It wasn't like they it beat was us. Six to one. It wasn't like, it wasn't like penalties or anything like that. They just beat our ass. And, yeah, whatever. I mean, it was six to one at one point, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, one eight seven is gonna beat the Ironman seven to one." But then yeah. you guys came back a little bit. Yeah, but like they beat our ass. Like that's fine. It happens. Some days it just happens. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then Thunder, you know, Thunder's been hot or cold this year, mostly cold. Uh, though they've had some flashes, and I just I have no idea if they are gonna what they're gonna bring at Cup. They're kind of. You know, they're I think they have a harder time than almost any of these other teams in this league is because they have no one close to them to practice at all. Like, yeah. So they're always going to have a hard time because they can only play themselves or teams in well, lower divisions. 187 is going, I know 187 is going down to play damage um, before the event. And CEP is coming out here to play you guys. Yeah. So that, that's a must. Like If you don't have the ability to be training against players that are better than you. I mean, if you're out there and you're listening and you want to know how to get better paintball, stop going to your local field and beating the shit out of the newbies there. Like, <laughs> go and drive somewhere or ask to get in a game with 
another pro team or the best players if just play people better than you you know that's how you get better that's the only way to get better at paintball because you know how it is man if you go out and you're playing a team that's not as good you you just you're a little looser you know it's you're not as sharp and i don't know that's just kind of that's just the way it is so i it's good to see guys like 187 and see like cp coming out here yeah. to play you guys that's big for them 187 going down to florida to play tampa bay is also really big too so you know, it's, it, I don't know, it's going to be interesting, man. And then, and then damage. It, yeah. It's going to be, and it's also, there's six teams going out of 14 teams into Sunday. So, right. That's, the pressure starts. If any tournament was, okay, look, every point counts. Yeah, it does. Every gunfight counts. Like, this is the one because you're going to need to win. There could be a team that goes three and one and they maybe won't make it. You know? Yeah, that so, happened last year. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. How do you feel about this? I mean, you've been in what's your World Cup is such a ridiculous tournament. Everyone always is World Cup this and World Cup that, but for a reason. You know, it's it's pretty badass. And this year's gonna be like three hundred and twenty teams or something like that, which is the biggest one in years. Yeah. So that's really good. Oh, what's your favorite World Cup memory? Do you have like a favorite World Cup memory? Um It was <laughs> It was that a one. You can tell everybody. Yeah. What, what was? What, what <laughs> was that dramatic pause? I'm like, no, no. Uh, there was one. There was one that I enjoyed because it was the awkwardness of it. It wasn't so much that it was my favorite moment, but it was the awkwardness of it was crazy. Like, so we beat uh, when I played with Dynasty. We beat AfterShock, and and there was all the controversy or whatever, and we won the World Cup that year as a ten man, and then. Uh, I was the only one on the team that was 21. So just like anybody else at Orlando, you go to Sun on the Beach yep, after the World beach. Cup, yep. which is like a local bar. And uh, I went there by myself, and all of Aftershock was there. Like, just, you know, and all, like, whatever. And I was like, oh. And you guys just had that super controversial Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how is it? I'm, I'm going to get beat up. There's... <laughs> 10 of them and I'm by myself and then uh but you know at the same time I was like I don't know the people always looked at me differently than the whole rest of the team because I wasn't really young but I'm not old like I'm somewhere in between and like so and like I don't know they always looked at me different I I felt that way and it's true and so a little bit older than everybody I mean you were obviously a big part of that team yeah but you know you weren't from NorCal you know no so yeah, because a lot of people don't. A little bit older. Yeah, like a lot of people don't understand that. Like in the very beginning, there were like kind of different groups. There was totally. like the whole NorCal side, and then there was Southern California guys. Which when we started was really just you and Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like I had to go pick him up so we could go play on the weekends because he wasn't old enough to drive. Yeah, because so, you guys were both from Orange County. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So and then. Uh, so, but then everyone moved down here, and I don't think a lot of people know that. But almost most of that original team was all from Northern yeah. California. Ryan, uh, Yosh, Oliver, Alex, all those guys. Angel, yeah, the, uh, they're all from Northern California. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then it was UNBC. So, and yeah. Then, but then everyone came down to yeah. try to start going to college. Yeah. And it became San Diego Dynasty after yeah. that. So yeah, it was interesting. I mean, but that was a really awkwardness what they say to you i mean were they nothing like, they could I mean, your ass, what, SK. what a, bullshit you guys stole the world championship i was like us. well i didn't make any of the calls i mean, whatever 
I mean, I don't care. Like, but wasn't it down to like you in a one on one? Didn't it was uh, no. Well, who was that? Was it Brad or what happened? It was no. It was not a one on one at all. It was uh, like three or four on two or something, and I forget someone bonkered somebody that guy, and then. Uh, Ronnie Simpkins cheated his balls off, and and then they, yeah. So it was like three or four on two or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, that was that was that was interesting. That was two thousand and one, right? I know it was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 Back when the Transaurus Rexes were stalking the Everglades, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, how do you how do you I mean, do you feel strong about the team heading into World Cup this year? I mean, I know you guys haven't started practices for it yet, but Well, I mean, but we've been practicing the whole time, but just more not like I don't practices are important for individuals up until the layout comes out, but until the layout comes out, it's it's individual stuff. It's not a whole lot of <clears throat> team teamwork kind of stuff. Mhm. And and you guys got Mike on this, you know, coaching on the sidelines now. So yeah. that's going to be a big voice and a help over there for you. Yeah, he's super loud. I mean, and that will help. And then we'll still have Steve over there because any really good team should have two people over there because people always forget there's a second guy on the snake side also that can't hear when you're only talking to the actual snake player. Yeah. So yeah, and, and World Cup gets crazy. Yeah, too. and and yeah, I mean the only. Th- drawback is when you're over there by yourself you start losing your voice like which has happened to steve several times this year so having two actually really helps because then they can trade off or i don't know there's all kinds of options yeah and having someone as loud as mike over there is going to be big because world cup gets loud I mean, yeah that's the as far as stands being packed it's it can be pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And you get those foreign teams that just scream their asses off. Yes. Like, was it the Venezuelans last year? Or- I, I, I don't Yeah. Or like when the Russians play for some reason, it's always really loud mm-hmm. for some reason. Or 187 this year? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can only imagine how loud it's going to be for 187. Yeah. Yeah. They got a pretty rabid fan. I like that, base. though. Yeah. No, I love it, too. I mean, they've done a good job of cultivating. Well, they have a big scene there. You know, that Fox War paintball and... There's- well, they have only have one team to look up to. I think that really helps, like, in their area, really. I mean, I don't even know what the next closest team would be, like, in that whole northeast area. They're by themselves, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I, it's such a great story. I mean, the 187 crew, I didn't even know. I mean, I'd heard of them, and we'd seen them a little bit on the webcast before, and I'd really heard of their rise. Because you always hear about those teams that are just crushing in the divisional ranks. But I didn't know any of the dudes, and then they came into the pro ranks this year, and everyone was like, "Oh, they're gonna get stomped." And but they've been they've impressed me, man. I really like the way they play. Incredibly exciting to watch. I really like watching their games because you never know what's gonna happen, which is pretty exciting. So no, I I I like watching all of these younger. I I call them younger teams. They're not always actually younger, but they're younger experience wise, mm-hmm. and just because it's interesting to watch them because they take it differently than some of the other teams. So. Like, I don't know, there's like a couple teams that I think I, I like watching. Like, for example, this year I was, I really like watching the Russians because they lost a ton of their dudes, like uh, half their team. Yeah. And they still are doing just as well. Like, they, the first tournament, I think they did like, what, so so or something? Uh, well, the first tournament they, they blew out, they didn't make the top four. Yeah, but they made, did they make the top six? 
I think they did they? They took seventh in Galveston. Oh, okay. So, but then after that, they're seventh, second, second, and sixth have been their their, their showing. So, so like that for me, looking at that that kind of team that lost half their team, that's really impressive. Well, look at who they and their top five players. Uh, number one, Marcelo Margaim. Mean, he's the top player in the entire league. And then they all put the two of their new rookies. Like these are PSG yeah. rookies. These yeah. aren't even guys they pulled off of another pro team here in the states. These are European imports that they brought to their, their squad. Jason Wheeler and Axel Godin. You know, and those guys, those guys have been playing great for them this year. Yeah, but again, it's just interesting to watch them like assimilate players into their system. The like, yeah. well, it's not the board, but like it's got to be a lot harder than a regular and an American team to go play for them. So, well, it's interesting. Like I talked to, like I think Marcelo. It was a really big boost for his career and his mental state to to play for the Russians because it's a, you know, it's a system where they hold you accountable and um, and you also go on a, an adventure. So I mean, he'll be here in San Diego training, and then the guys that live in Moscow are you know they're playing there five days a week, but then they go and for two weeks before the event they're playing every single day, getting yeah. ready for for that big battle. And uh, and I think that structure, because Marcel's done a lot of growing up. I mean. He's, just now about to be 22 or he's just turned 22 just turned 22 i think and so i think that he's kind of really kind of finding his own so it's who knows how good he could get you know so it's it's kind of cool and then jason wheeler and axel got in you know they came from nexus and uh axel's from france and jason's from london but that's another good success story you know i mean that's great yeah that those but European I mean... when was the last time we saw guys from those countries come over and, and you know dominate some games over here yeah. PSP. I mean, since Fred and Fred Hamon was yeah. probably the last French player that we could speak of. That was, yeah. You know. I think there's some others that could play. Like last year, uh, Axel and Tavares played with Nexus, and they played really well at World Cup last year. So I mean, that didn't Axel playing well didn't surprise me at all. Like, uh, and I know I'm sure there's other ones that could come over. It's just like it's hard, you know. Well, it's hard for the hard for everyone to make the trip. Yeah. But uh, but it's just cool, I, you know. It's good to see European guys getting in the mix and, and doing well. Yeah, I think that's really cool to see. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this van. So, uh, well, SK, thank you for sitting down with yeah. me. Yeah. And that's uh, that's gonna do it here for the Real Deal Podcast. Make sure you guys tune in to the webcast. It's gonna be October 25th through the 28th. So it's coming up here pretty soon. And uh, make sure to check out the rest of the content we got. On Paintball Access, man, watch the breakdown, watch the hot seat, tell your friends, like us on Facebook and Twitter and all the social networking craziness. Um, follow me on Instagram, Maddie Marshall SD, and we'll see you guys next time.